Never in the queue podcast. Matt's out tonight, but I am here. Jeff is here. Our buddy Brian's here. We're going to uh, be drafting our favorite non-superhero movie franchises. No, no auction draft. Just straight snake draft. Not making the same mistake as uh, learned our lesson as the director auction. How are you guys doing tonight? I'm doing great. Good. Jeff's house is COVID free. My house is now COVID free. My <laughs> God, what what a two weeks that was. Uh, awful. Absolutely awful. And it wasn't even Pretty the COVID. Terrible. It was just, I mean, the COVID absolutely made it bad. But uh, I'm never getting divorced. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> uh, I'm an un- the, the lack of unfit single father. <laughs> Daycare really missed an opportunity to to call us halfway through and say, you know, those rates you're paying, mm-hmm. we want to charge you double. And I would have said, you got it. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. Whatever. Whatever it's going to take. Yeah. So that I could work. I love my kids, but it was, it was a lot of time in the house together. We actually, the last day of quarantine, we just went to Lancaster and stayed in a hotel. Why? Because we just wanted to get out of the house. <laughs> I saw that. That was an interesting place to go. It was fun. It was the girls had never stayed in a hotel before. Um, you know, it, it was it was a good idea. It was a good trip, but because of the room that we got, uh, our five year old and our two year old had to share a pull out sofa bed, which mm. you could imagine how that went. <laughs> um, I I came out of our part of the hotel room at one in the morning. This is my sixth time going out to tell them to to go to bed or be quiet, and the, the door to the fridge was wide open. And my two-year-old was walking back to the bed with a cheese stick in her hand. <laughs> it's just like, <laughs> that's it's not going to work, buddy. Uh, Why don't you go back in your room? We're fine out here. <laughs> At I'm that point, I was just kind of like, all right. Yeah. I'm, gonna, I'm imagining every visit, your teeth just getting a little tighter. <laughs> go to bed. You can't yell, though, because the baby's in the other room. Right. Um, I swear to God. I will say, I did, I did find a little bit of time. Uh, to watch some things. Um, Brian, you, you watch anything recently? Anything you want to talk about? That Ozark. I finally caught up. I don't know if you guys are watching that series okay. at all. I've, I've not watched the new season yet. Um, yeah, I've liked it a lot. Uh, I, it's one of the few series, in my opinion, that's like actually gotten better over time. I feel like Breaking Bad was another one like that, but I feel like a lot of other series kind of, I don't know, lose their magic and get dull, but I've I, arguably like that more as I get as it going on and I think Rotten Tomatoes too like the first two seasons were like 70 percent the last three and four were 90 percent so yeah I, I definitely recommend it Jason Bateman's awesome it's been between him and Laura Lenny it's been really good and actually uh who, who plays Ruth Julia Garner yeah she's her, her star has kind of taken off because of that show um, young, young Justin Timberlake because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> of the hair he does well, look like that well, JT, it's good. <laughs> Jeff, do you see anything, or are you just watching uh, Encanto on repeat with the new Ice Age mixed in there a little once in a while? I'll tell you what, new Ice Age is uh, starting to take the limelight away from Encanto, which I'm okay with because it's not as musical. Um, I ended up watching all 847 hours of the Get Back uh, documentary <laughs> from Peter Jackson, and I'm not like the biggest Beatles fan in the world, but I love music and i love history and i had nothing else to do uh at night because it was everybody was quarantined off into their own room so i watched that 
And I did find it like monotonous at times. You're just watching guys argue and talk over themselves. But this odd thing happened when it ended. I was like, oh man. Like I, I, I hated it while I watched it and then it was over. And then I wanted to watch more of it. I don't know if that makes sense. It, it, yeah, it makes sense. Did you find yourself talking in a British accent subconsciously when, when it was over? Just I've been using a lot of British, you know, told Charlotte she was going to be in a lot of Barney if she didn't get it together tonight. She had no idea what I was talking about. Um, no, but we've been listening to a lot of the Beatles, actually. Um, so it's all right. It's good. Yeah. They're a pretty good band. They hold up. I'll tell you they, what. They might stand at the test of time. Yeah. They squeezed a lot uh, into a short period of time. I, so yeah, another, I still got to watch that. Yeah. You I also, I also watched Dune. Have you guys seen Dune? Oh, yeah. Have you read the, have you read the novel? Nope. Have you I, asked I someone that, yeah. about Dune who's read the novel? Because I don't recommend. <laughs> I asked the guy at work, and I got like twenty minutes of like in deep, and like really detailed things that I was like, okay, I, I kind of asked a little bit more than I was bargaining for right here. Was it two minutes in where you were like, oh god, this is going to go for yeah. a very long time, and I do not care this much about this background of each character and what the movie missed. Don't like, care. You, know, like... you immediately start looking for exit strategies. Like, <laughs> maybe if the I just shit and faded to the bushes. Yeah, maybe yeah. I just shit my pants right now. He'll go away. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> what can I do? Uh, it's HBO Max is good for that. I watched uh, I watched the last duel uh, with with Matt Damon and Ben Affleck. Weirdly enough, the first thing they wrote in twenty five years since Goodwill Hunting. It was solid. It's uh, it's set in like twelfth century France, and Matt Damon plays a, a knight who's really smart, and Ben Affleck is his buddy who. You know, kind of wants him to use his genius for good, but he just kind of can't get out of his own way. It's weird. They talk about the Red Sox a lot, but <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> Clearly, it's not good while hunting. Uh, it was, uh, last tool was good. It was, I don't think I'll ever watch it again. It's one of those where it's like, it's over and you're like, that was solid, but I will not watch that again. Kind of a rough hang for two and a half hours. Uh, but between that and uh, Jeff, on your recommendation, I watched Generation Kill, which was a oh, yeah. HBO miniseries that uh, Alexander Skarsgård's kind of coming out party. It's it's huge cast of like that guy. Yeah, people. It's uh, it's a big HBO like reunion. Yeah, yeah, it feels very like Band of Brothers esque, and uh, I can tell it's written by the guys that did the wire because it, it feels like the wire where it's like all the problems that reside with the top levels of bureaucracy and yeah. ineptitude of, you know, higher organizations. Um, Uncomfortably accurate. I'm sure it is. Yeah. Yeah. Having someone with no military background, but anyway, tonight we are going to be drafting our favorite film franchises and we're removing superheroes from the equation so anything marvel related i think this podcast has covered marvel enough via our five to six hours of content spread over two podcasts ranking every single marvel movie i think it was almost as long as uh get back (laughs) we're taking batman out of this uh superman really anything superhero related and that's really the only stipulation 
I mean, I, I would say that it needs to have a film needs to have more than two entries to be a franchise. But if you want to do something with, with two films, it's your, it's your choice. So uh, again, we're just going snake draft. So Brian will pick first, then me, then Jeff, then Jeff, then me, then Brian. We're each making six selections. I think that's it. No rules other than that. Pretty straightforward. So Brian, what's number one pick? What are you going so, with? Number one, it was actually, I, I, to me, it was pretty easy. I just, the Bond franchise, I felt, you know, you've got a franchise that I think start started in 62. So, um, you know, 60 years of a franchise. And it's, it's one of the few ones, I think, looking on here when they, you know, announce a new movie, you don't really like roll your eyes where like if they did another reboot of Ghostbusters or, you know, another Die Hard, it's like, oh, wow, really? Where like Bond, they literally can just crank them out, you know, um, even even lately with um, Daniel Craig is the same Bond. I know. I think I think that the, the No Time to Die was his last one. and They're going to get a new one. But for me, yeah, that was kind of a no brainer. There's obviously some really good ones and some not too great ones, but and I'm not going to go into all 20 some movies, but. That was definitely my number one. Oh, I was kind of, I was banking on you. What's what's your middle of the road Bond movie? What's, what's your number 15 Bond movie? No, that's interesting that you say that. I, before you started talking about it, I'm looking at all the other entries on this list. And I think this might be the only entry where it's a big deal. Like the casting of the main character is a big deal in the franchise's arc. And now it's this big question mark of like, well, who's going to be the next so-and-so whereas these other franchises is just like okay that's that's pretty much it um you know i, I don't want to give examples away before we get to them but i mean I, I think you know what i'm talking about um it's kind of weird too that like the or not weird but that's also a franchise where it's kind of evolving with the times where mm-hmm. 60s bond was this you know womanizing <laughs> and you know slapping women <laughs> right and now like now it's grittier and it's like obviously the the the, the female perspective on it has changed i don't know it's yeah it's, it's hard to believe but yeah 1962 jeff you're pretty I mean, i'm not really that big into bond jeff this is kind of would this have been your one if you had the chance yeah i'm furious <laughs> no i i mean i think it would have been because when and you know you have to think of all the thing, all the franchises we're talking about tonight. Brian hit it right on the head. It's. I don't think I've ever met anybody that doesn't like it. They might not yeah. love it. They might not be interested in it. Um, but nobody's like, Ugh, I hate James Bond. They're like, I can't stand Ugh, another one of those movies. Um, where there are plenty of franchises in the draft pool tonight, we're like that's about enough like we really don't need another one of these movies um yeah why don't we just leave it here um and so i think you know the the one interesting thing with bond is that it's also based off novels right and they've kind of had the ability to retread some of these there have been more than one movie has been remade um and, you, you know, you will hear one bond is better than the other. Uh, it seems to be generational. We've talked about that a lot. But people still go see that movie. You know, they don't, they don't, oh, seem, yeah. to, they don't seem to tire of it. Um, 
And if you pumped out a bond every other year, I I'm fine with it. You know, I, I'm not, I can't speak to this, but I'd be willing to bet that no bond movie has been a true box office bomb of the studio losing money. They may not be as profitable as others, but I'm willing to bet each one of those has ended in the black, but I could be wrong. If there was an entry on that list, I would assume it's in the Brosnan area. Probably. Era. Yeah. But I still feel like those did well. It just wasn't. Some of the Roger Moore. I mean, uh, but yeah. again, I think, I don't know that. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know that it's Bond's fault. Like we had this discussion. I don't know what podcast it was on, but we had a Bond discussion where we talked about Pierce Brosnan. The world is not enough. I think was your pick for a Rotten Tomatoes one. Yeah, right. And and his movies being campy and and kind of very overproduced in the '90s, but like it was a product of the time. It's not his fault, um, and it's not no. and it's not necessarily a reflection of Bond either. You look at the Mission Impossible films that are happening at the same time, pretty goddamn close, right? So, um, yeah. Again, it's a great pick. Uh, I think it's one of the stronger franchises out there. Franchises? Did I just say franchises? It's like Chick-fil-A. Yeah. It's really, really good. You want it it's when a you franchise. can't have it. Um, yeah. That's how they refer to it. Yeah. Right. You're on the right. So it's I, it's a strong franchise. Yeah. I just quickly went back and looked at budget and box office and like yeah. everyone has at least tripled you know, their, their budget for as, as far as a box office. So even with marketing and costs that aren't listed there, they're in the black. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's a pretty good return. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, what else is a good return is star Wars and that's going to be my number one pick. Uh, I think I don't really have a whole lot to say. I mean, I think the original trilogy stands on its own is iconic and, Standing the test of time, you can say what you want about Return of the Jedi being the weakest of the three. It's still a really good movie. The prequels are just there. Um, I'll be interested how those are viewed as, as my kids get older and start consuming that. And then especially, I guess, the next three, just because Rise of Skywalker ended on such a meh note. Um, but, I, you know, I stand behind The Last Jedi. And then I think some of you, know, I'm, just, I'm including in this the ancillary films namely Rogue One, which I think is one of the best Star Wars movies that's out there. Mm-hmm. Just, I don't know. Star Wars is iconic. There's really nothing else I have to say about it. I don't think anyone's going to be shocked that that's going in at a number one pick. Yeah, my, my kids love Return of the Jedi, man. They love the Ewoks. They think they're, <laughs> they think they're funny. That had to be part of the motivation for putting them in. I mean... Not to just, not, I don't know if that movie was done just to like, let's see what toys we can sell, but that couldn't have hurt. <laughs> yeah, well, it was funny watching it back now for like the 18th time and like at that one scene that they're like going to cook, you know, they're like going to yeah, cook yeah. them and then they like see P3O and I was like, that would have been an interesting twist if like Luke Skywalker like dies from getting Yeah, Originally it was supposed to be a Wookiee planet, which I think still oh, really? would have been Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it all worked out. Oh, bears. <laughs> Close <laughs> enough. Yeah. Sasquatches. <laughs> I mean, it's iconic, right? It's become, it's part of culture. It's embedded in the culture in the same way yeah. that like the Wizard of Oz or, or even like a James Bond. It's just everyone who doesn't know what this is. Right. So, 
and yeah. it, it's also one of it's like it's one of the sci-fi i because you'd put it in sci-fi right it's a movie about yeah unknown aliens and space travel so but it bridges that gap whereas like i think the star trek people yeah are very much in the sci-fi camp the star wars people like you can be mm-hmm. a casual film watcher and enjoy a star wars film maybe you can with star trek too there have been some more major blockbuster star treks but like that's a deeper dive. You have to be a little bit more into that genre, I think. Um, Star Trek's yeah, done. Think, yeah. Star Wars is a, has done this thing of kind of just, you know, appealing to all audiences, regardless of kind of taste. I think. Yeah, I think Star Wars too is is a little more soap opery in a in a entertaining way of like, oh, it's his father, and you know, it's it's really my sister. It's just like you know, if that plot line played out on Days of Our Lives, it would still feel natural brian i know you're a big soap opera guy i don't mean to step on uh, <laughs> on your stories so before i do any more damage jeff what's what are you going with number one i'm gonna go with toy story i like it yeah me too um you know if you were a kid in the 90s these movies fundamentally changed uh animation first of all to begin with Right. Like this was our first look at what Pixar could do. Um, But the imagination factor of like I was kind of I I was a little old when the first one came out to believe that the toys in my room were doing this. But I wasn't so old that I didn't have the shadow of a doubt that maybe they really would. And so I think as you grow up with that. It it was like this deep thing uh throughout your childhood i've shown these movies to my kids and you can see them watch it and they're like the way they play with their toys the way that they interact they talk and they they do those things um it's a great all all four films i mean let's call it just the four they're all great three is obviously very dark everybody knows that uh with the daycare scenes and and things that happen there it's, it's a little, little bit of a harder watch, the incinerator and everything else. But like even four, four came out recently, some what, probably 20 years after the first one. Uh, yeah. 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 yeah more than that. Yeah. 20 years. Exactly. Uh, yeah. I know. Yeah. 2019 and then 95 was the first one. And it's great. It's great. Forky's great. I'm <laughs> interested to see what happens with the upcoming film with, uh, Buzz, I think it's just called Lightyear, right? Looks yeah. like they're going to start doing some origin stories here and other things. But, you know, for having only four movies, uh, I really enjoy it. It's pretty solid. I think, I mean, two is, I think, is 100% on Rotten Tomatoes. And I remember when this came out, weirdly enough, uh, the, uh, uh, I just looked up opening weekends. I was trying to find it. I'm I'm 95% sure that this opened the same weekend as Casino. Mm-hmm. And it and Toy Story just crushed everything. So Casino kind of got dwarfed by this Pixar movie. But in, in a weird way, Don Rickles had a huge weekend at the box office between crushed Toy it. Story and Casino. <laughs> Who would have seen that coming? <laughs> he crushed it. Did you guys have did either of you guys have this game on Sega? I didn't have it, but my cousins did, and it was uh, Super Nintendo. 
Yeah. It was tough. It was hard. It was really hard. Remote, I remember controlling the remote control car. I'd always, that's like where we'd always, we never got past that. Yeah. There was that, there was that level. And then the level with the ball where you'd oh, like yeah. hop, hop on the, on the ball. It's tough. There was a while there, Disney, not the tangent, Disney was making some really good tie in games for, for Sega. Like, cause the Lion King was pretty solid. Um, I think Aladdin was one. And they even like random titles, like, like Chippendale's Rescue Rangers it was like a sneaky, fun and hard game, but topic for another podcast. Yeah. I think this, I was going to mention real quick. I think this is a great pick yeah. too, because I can't see, I can't think of any other franchise on here that like each movie was great. Like at the Rotten Tomatoes, it's 100%, 100%, 98, 95, 97. Like Toy Story 4 had the worst rating at 97%. Like <laughs> there's no way any other franchise did that. That's, that's pretty impressive. They're just screaming at the writer on Monday morning. I'm like, you dipshit, you ruined it. A 97%. Your shit. You're out of yeah. here. You're out of here. All right, Jeff. Uh, making the turn with you. Okay. Uh, hey, are we, just before we get into the second round, the last time we did this snake draft, are we doing any steals or anything? I didn't have steals built in, so I just want to do this as a straight... Your picks right. are your picks. All right, good stuff. Yep. Um, okay, so for my second round pick here, I'm a little torn. I'm a little devastated that Bond's off the table. Uh, I'm going to stay in theme, and I'm going to take Home Alone. All right. Uh Interestingly enough, to Brian's point here, they're not all that great. <laughs> um, but the first two, I think, outshadow almost everything that came after that. Um, and, you know, coming off the holidays a month or two now later, my wife and I watched one and two back to back one night. And then I think we did it again, like two nights later. Um, they hold up. They're incredibly funny. Um, <clears throat> they're really actually well-made. Um, I, I don't get tired of them. I We've talked about getting tired of, of kind of holiday movies. Some of them start to wear thin uh, and they start to wear thin quickly. There's so much in-your-face physical comedy that occurs in this movie that like, I'm gearing up and I'm waiting for it as it continues to go. The plot... It stinks. I mean, let's be honest. Um, and it the fact that it happens again in the second movie and then kind of continues to happen in a different way, not the most creative thing in the world. Um, but it's a good vehicle to watch Pesci, you know, just get absolutely annihilated for hours yeah. upon end. And you here, know what the people want. Yeah. Yeah. And hear, um, you know, Daniel Stern scream so loud that he, you know, maxes out microphones <laughs> and just flatlines them. Uh, yeah. Yeah. No, I support it. Uh, keep us going. I am going to go and take Fast and Furious off the board now. Nine movies. To be fair, I haven't seen the ninth. I'm assuming that. I think I've made a huge mistake. <laughs> I feel like watching the ninth. I, I doubt that I would not like it enough that it would 
sully how I feel about the first eight. Just really fun movies. Different movies from we talked about it before. If you watch the first movie now, it feels almost unrecognizable. Uh, point break with cars, more or less. Yeah. I'm at it to basically the point where I know I said that this was a non-superhero podcast, but that's basically what they are by the end of of the sixth, maybe seventh movie, um, with with a really fun bank heist movie in there and at you know, number five. Once the rock got involved, it became not that it was believable to begin with, but once the rock got involved, it, it, it entered into that just superhero, whatever you want to call it phase. Yeah. And then it just kept adding onto that. And, and, you know, I talked about casting before, but now that's kind of become its own, you know, now Jason Statham is in yeah. and now Charlize Theron's in and now John Cena's in and, you know, who, how are you, they going to, you know, just, how, how are you, eventually they will be top, but you, know, you can't top. Uh, the movie before, before, you can't top it. I don't know if you saw, but this week they announced Jason Momoa. He's the he's the next bad guy. Nah. Fantastic. <laughs> Do you think how does that happen? Do you think they're like out at dinner and it's like, man, <laughs> I need a check. <laughs> All right. They look fun. They look really fun. As long as you know you don't have to deal with you're, your diesel too much. You're ripped. So we have a movie for you. Can you wear a tight black? These guys like Cole Hauser. Uh, you know, goes from Goodwill Hunting to to that. Yeah, I don't know. Poor Vin. They're clearly, I've yeah. said it before, <laughs> and I'll say it again. Vin Diesel was on track to be just on top of the world, and The Rock came in and just slapped him right off the screen. I'll take this. This is mine now. Thank you very much. Enjoy your family. And, it's funny and, that and your reduced screen time. Yeah, I think it's funny that. He didn't do the second Fast and the Furious because he was like, that was like the peak in Diesel because he did that in Pitch Black. And he said he didn't want to do sequels. Like that was kind of like beneath yeah. him. And it's ironic <laughs> that it's Fast and the Furious like 10 now. That's all he's got. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. yeah the phone the stopped crew. ringing. He was like, hmm, what about a sequel? <laughs> yeah. we've, we've got, you know, 30 lines of dialogue for you to read for a Guardians of the Galaxy movie where you just say the same word in different tones yeah. and hits. Yeah, emphasis. <laughs> Think you can handle that? <laughs> uh, all right, Brian. What's number two for you? So my second one, I guess I get back to back. So uh, first one, we go with the Rocky franchise. Um, there were some definitely some highs and lows within that franchise. Like um, Rocky Five was horrendous. Um, I like you know, it. I, I think, I think with Tommy Gunn. <laughs> Tommy Gunn, <laughs> Jesus uh, Christ. It, 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 the series reminds me a little bit of the Fast and the Furious and that, like, you know, the first one in 1976 was more of, like, the underdog, like, you know, but by the time they – it was more of, like, a real boxing match, but by the time the fourth one, like, from the first three rounds, he would have had been knocked out, you know, with brain damage for the rest of his life during that fight, but he just kind of keeps on taking it. But it was still, you know, that fourth film, like, I don't know, it was, it was such 80s Cold War, you know, um, muscle, te- testosterone. I, 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 it's it's very iconic to me, I guess, because, you know, um, kind of grew up a decade after that. Um, and just the characters, you know, Mr. T, Dolph Lundgren, um, uh, you know, then I'll, I'm going to say Apollo Creed. I'm blanking on his real name. Um, Carl Weathers. Yeah, Carl Weathers. Carl yeah. Weathers. So, yeah. um, 
Yeah, no, I just really like the franchise. I think Creed, I, I've seen the Creed and Creed 2, and I thought both of them were really good, which I was a little surprised about. But, um, yeah, no, I just, I, just, I just think it's a pretty solid franchise with the exception of the uh, the, the fifth one and some of the uh, some lines that Sylvester has throughout the third and fourth. I'm just glad you took it because if I took it, it would have been like, of course. <laughs> I, I, I was really surprised that it what didn't. I just it, could. That I, wasn't it, Jeff. It was a little too. That's all right. We've yeah. talked about it a lot. Um, we have. It's Where all do you stand on the sixth one? I know it's easy. It's easy to to knock the fifth one. Where do you stand on the Ro- sixth? Rocky one? Balboa. Rocky Balboa. Yeah. Where he fights the exhibition. I thought that was pretty good. I liked yeah, it. I mean, a lot of people hated it. I liked it. I was fine with it when I thought like, because I didn't want it to end on five, and I was like, okay, this isn't perfect, but it's much. It's a much better note to end on. Than, than five, and then I thought Creed. I I would need to look at the list, but I think Creed might be the best reboot of a franchise in an organic way yeah. that also yeah. gave a lot of closure to that character. I mean, and that's so I was fine with with Rocky Balboa ending it. The way Creed's done it is like, oh, this is perfect. This that's is a good point. I mean, unless yeah, unless the third one, I assume they're doing another Creed. Um, yeah, this unless that one really mucks it up, then. Yeah, I would have been fine if Creed was just it. It was a one-off, and that's it. Uh, Creed Two is good, but that first Creed, like Creed, was phenomenal. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. Rocky Balboa gets a lot of shit because I think he did that at the same time as he did. Uh, he re-released like a Rambo, and he did a couple other things. And it, oh, I think yeah. it, it all oh. came out at the same time, and it just looked like one big money grab of nostalgia. But I think your point, Kurt. We needed Rocky Balboa as much shit as you can throw at it. It was this big unwrapped up franchise. And like, you know, you needed to go back and see the closure or lack thereof with his son, you know, and all that other stuff. So um, I I do like that movie. I, I think it's I think it catches shit because of the way it came out. Yeah, yeah. That's true. The yeah, Expendables was around then, and yeah, maybe <laughs> he was just being associated with just guy likes money. He's gonna get as much of it as he that can. There's a lot of reboots now that you say like all three of them. That's interesting. I didn't think about that. Back to the well. Yeah. Uh, okay, Brian, we're making the turn. What's your number three? Number three um, is The Godfather. Three films. Fucking cleaning terrible. up. <laughs> third one was terrible but the first and second one were so good that it kind of like just it makes like the third one never existed essentially but i mean yeah you've got in my opinion like one and two were probably two of the best movies ever made and the fact that they're part of the same franchise and they, they kind of you know the, the second one looks back at, um you know kind of goes back in time you know from future to past a lot you know and i, I think it's a classic movie and also, like I mean, all the different spoofs and like quotes that still happen today, you know, decades later, you know, from it, it's, it's extremely iconic. I mean, it's it's a movie that's so iconic that I forget which service is coming out with it, but they're making a, a limited series called The Offer that's just based on getting it made. Like that's <laughs> the the movie itself is going to spawn a a making of miniseries. And we talk about things that are embedded in culture. I mean, there's, like you said, there's so many lines from that that are, you know, people just know immediately what we're talking about. Offer you can't refuse. Um, 
yeah, it's hard to it's hard to discount as that your third pick. Jeff, anything on that? I'm an idiot. That's it. That's all I have. <laughs> Can't believe I just put Home Alone ahead of the Godfather. <laughs> Continue. This is your list. Uh, I'm going to take Godfather off the board there on our shared list. Uh, and I am going to go. Oh, man. I'm going to take the, the Bourne franchise. Just because I'm in the bag for, for Matt Damon. And I think that these movies were all really well done. Tony Gilroy wrote the first three. And I think that if, if they had been left to the standalone trilogy, it would be almost untouchable as a maybe like the best spy trilogy ever. Um, I know it's that's I said that without really thinking it through, but I, I'd be willing to put it up there. Um, we've talked about it before. The movies feel different in tone, probably because Doug Lyman directed the first one, and it's a little more energy and and you know more like his movie Go, and it's it's a little livelier. A little more fun. Uh, Paul Greengrass takes over for Supremacy and Ultimatum, and it's a, a lot. I don't love the shaky cam, um, but I think that the scripts and the story and the acting are just so well done. And the decision to to kill Marie because they were books and they differ drastically from the books. I mean, they basically share the same name and general plot in the, the first movie, and then from there, it, it's there's almost no similarity at all. Uh, I, so I thought the decision to kill Marie in early in the second movie in supremacy was pretty bold and it surprised me in the theater and kind of like when uh, at the end of the first season of 24, when Jack Bauer's wife gets killed, you're kind of pissed off about it. But then as you go back and think about it, you're like, that was a good decision for the development of the story because otherwise you lose motivation. I, I don't know. You have to figure out, you know, there's another character you have to kind of keep track of. And it, it kind of frees things up a little bit. Um, and then the other two movies, I mean, Legacy, I thought, you know, we talked about like recasting. Um, they tried Jeremy Renner in the, the Bourne role. I didn't think that that was a bad movie. It just wasn't nearly as good as the first three. And then the the, the most recent one, the Jason Bourne movie, I thought was the weakest of, of the five. Um, I only watched it once and I just remember thinking, there's just something missing. I don't know if it's just they'd gone to the well too many times, but it was just very blah. And I don't know. And it was, you know, a lot of the creative talent was there except for Tony Gilroy. Maybe that was the missing piece. But yeah, that's, uh, I still feel pretty good about it. It was my, my number three spot. Best Spy franchise. Interesting, interesting comment. We have Bond on the board. I don't know. I like it. I mean, I, I, yeah, buy, yeah. Jack Ryan's on here too. Like Jack it's, Ryan's yeah. on here too. I think, I don't know. I, I do like the born things. I, to your, your point there about, uh, who's, who they put in there to try to reboot it with. You just said it. Jeremy Renner. Yeah. That's where it should have ended. Right. So that's an example of like, it's good. It's good. We did it. It's very good. No more. Right. Like let's not drag this thing out and potentially screw it up. Um, and I think they, they kind of did a little bit like it, it wasn't unwatchable, but they should have left it alone. And I wonder if they did the fifth one in response to the fourth one of, well, we're not going to let that end there. Although in reality, it was probably just 
get the creative team back. Let's do a money grab and, and we'll see. But I think based on that film's reception, box office and critical, I think they're done. It'd be hard to imagine them yeah. doing it again. So, uh, Jeff. Uh, the Indiana Jones franchise. There you go. Back on your game. Also, I just want to let you know that uh, we're like 30 minutes into this podcast and all we can see is the desktop background on your screen. <laughs> like your blue background with icons. That's it. Um, so that text you sent saying we can see your screen. That wasn't just. I got it. Yeah. Anyways. Uh, yeah. So I'll take, I'll take Indiana Jones. Uh, all four of them. I'm even gonna I'm even gonna include because you don't have a choice. Uh, yeah. But I'll even include you know, Kingdom of the Crystal Skull uh, with Shia. Um, I don't have a lot to say about it. I mean, the franchise. Can I tell is, you something? Yeah, you can. I I understand that I'm not say against no. Crystal Skull, but I like it more than Temple of Doom. And I don't know if that would get me in hot water, but I do not care for Temple of Doom really at all. I think that's fair. Um, I never I know where I stand fair. on that. If that's like an out there opinion or if that's just like, eh, that makes sense. Uh, I mean, out of the first three, Temple of Doom is clearly the worst. It's also rated the lowest. Um, it's still rated higher than uh, Crystal Skull. But I can, I can see your point. Um, I also think, you know, had Indiana Jones been made today... I don't want it to be re- rebooted. This is not what I'm saying. No. But had it been made today, they're much more exciting movies um, because you're relying on a lot of kind of shitty practical effects in the 80s. Um, but, you know, and I think, you know, when you look at the reboot there in 2008, it's, it's definitely easier to make a better film than Temple of Doom. So that's yeah. fine. Brian, what do you, uh, do you prefer Raiders of the Lost Ark or... Last Crusade. Um, I like I think Raiders of the Last Lost Ark just because yeah. it's like the, the original classic. It's hard to beat that. It's yeah. such a good movie. So good. Maybe one of the best openings of all time. Uh, yeah. That's a tell of our future podcast. I'm gonna write that down. <laughs> there you go. Let's see if yeah, it definitely is. <laughs> um. Okay, I go again, right? You go again. Hey, following that up. Uh, I'm going to follow that up with the Mission Impossible franchise. Strong three and four. Yeah. After a real week one, two. Um, no, just, change a, the path. just a week two. Um, so this is a enormous franchise, right? I think we're up to what? Eight? Eight now? I think so. Yeah. Ghost Protocol, Fallout, Rogue Nation. Seven and eight. Yeah. Eight's being filmed. Or eight's coming out. Yeah. I don't know. We have a lot of movies uh, made by a man <laughs> that, that doesn't age, does all his own stunts. Uh, I love that we all know that, by the way. Um, about, it's almost like that's intentional. Yeah. <laughs> I think it is. And I think it is. And I actually think it helps the movies. I think knowing that, and then you go watch the movie, and then you see all these, like, you know, things on Instagram or whatever of him actually hanging off the plane. You're like, ah, all right, I'll give it to him. I mean, it's pretty ballsy. Um, 
I heard that's why Tom Brady retired is he's going to try and take the mantle from, <laughs> from Tom Cruise. He's going to be the new Ethan Hunt. Yeah, probably the same diet. Um, it'd be easy for the catering truck. TC12. Yeah. Jesus. TC12. That one ends you up in a cult. Um, we're definitely getting taken off the air. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, but I like this. We talked about this a little bit, uh, this franchise a little bit. I can't remember. It was the podcast with Maddie. Um, I don't remember what the topic was. It might have been a Rotten Tomatoes. But yeah. Um, yeah. But the one interesting thing here to me is you have so many different directors. Now, the last couple have all been uh, Christopher McQuarrie, but you start out with the Palma, then you go to John Lou, then J.J. Abrams, Brad Bird. Um, Kurt, I think you had some inside baseball on all of that, but they still all kind of look and feel the same. Um, the product is always very good. Um, yeah. You know, it's, it's kind of analogous to the Bond thing where you're going to see it. And not a lot of people dislike them. Um, we are starting to approach, or maybe we have passed the point where enough is enough. Um, but people are still lining up to go see them. So maybe not, you know. I don't think they're yeah, losing money a, on them. No, in a way, it's it's kind of become like the fast thing of, of what's the stunt going to be for, you know, it's in, I think in Ghost Protocol, it was Tom Cruise climbs the side of a building. Right. Um, hanging off the side of a plane. Right. But this, the, the plots are, are, I'll put it this way, the, the plots are good, but if you ask me to name like what the plot of each one is, it's hard for me to remember what that is. Especially for yeah, the, the more recent ones. They're, um, they're popcorn, right? Yeah. Yeah. But the, the different directors, I mean, it, it's, you know, you, you've got a De Palma movie where it's very, it's pretty dark and it's, it's, it takes itself very seriously. And then you go right from that to John Woo, who's coming off face off and it's just fight, you know, motorcycles flying through the air and kind of ridiculous. And then JJ Abrams takes a third one, which is still my favorite one. Yeah. Because you get a, a, a Philip Seymour Hoffman who's just killing it as the villain role. Um, you know, I think in the same year, a few, only a few years after they kind of play opposite each other in, in Magnolia in a very different movie. Um, and they go from that to Brad Bird, who just directed The Incredibles and then basically tried to do The Incredibles as, as a live action movie. And it works really well. Yeah. So, yeah, I, it'll be hard to. Well, I, I don't know what will derail at first, whether Cruz will just really get too old to keep doing them and they'll stop. Or if the content will just the quality will just go down and that'll be that. I mean, stem cells seem to be getting better. So I don't know if it's <laughs> going to be the first thing that ages out. I mean, the they other, tried it with Renner. The idea of Jeremy yeah. Renner again trying to come in and, and be the, the your your own face of a franchise and didn't the, work. And I don't know if that's if that's a uh, like a Conan O'Brien, Jay Leno situation where Tom Cruise was like, "Yeah, come in, you can you can replace me." And then it started, and it's like, "No, no, no." Now what do I do? You you get out of here. <laughs> now the one thing that's interesting is that if you look at the tomato meter, these are getting better with age. Uh, not necessarily the old ones are scoring better, but the, the more recent ones are all scoring higher as time goes on. So Mission Impossible 1 is 66%, 2 takes a dip down to 57 but then after that it's 71 93 94 97 mm. So somehow, even though we can't remember the plots, 
their popcorn action films with the same characters um, and the new stunts, critics are enjoying them more and more and more, which Kurt, to your, your constant struggle with critics and their inability to separate <laughs> original movies and prequels. And, and I don't know, it's, it's an interesting, yeah. interesting analysis. That's a lot of time talking about Mission Impossible. That's all right. It's a big franchise. And you know what else is a big franchise? Die Hard. And that's going to be my number four. Here's, here's another one, similar to other franchises where you've got some really, really good movies mixed in with a couple that are just not great at all. Namely, number five, Good Day to Die Hard, set in <laughs> Russia. Just a weird movie. It, it just it felt like another movie that they slapped John McClane in and just doesn't fit, doesn't work. It makes me hope that they have one more on them to kind of wrap things up well, because it's hard to imagine one ending on a worse note than that. But my God, like the first one is unassailable as maybe one of the best action movies of all time. Uh, two doesn't get talked about a whole lot, at least that you know in yeah. conversations I've had. Brian, you agree with that? I, I just never heard yeah, anybody just, talk it, about two. Like it wasn't that great, but it's not like it was a total was bomb. Fine. But it's just you know, I think three kind of re- was really good with Samuel Jackson. So that kind I of like people three. just talk about one and three. Yeah, I had four. Four kind of like I. I mean, four was ridiculous in a way that knows it's ridiculous and just went for it. And in yeah. that regard, I'm fine. Whereas like five, I don't know. The tone was weird. And I've spent <laughs> way too much time talking about five <laughs> for this franchise. But um, yeah, three is great. I mean, you, you bring in Jeremy Irons and Samuel L. Jackson to, to do a, uh, you know, anytime you involve like, if they got to solve this puzzle and it, you know, <laughs> makes you feel like a dum-dum because when I watch that movie, I still... Have to think about the whole like jugs the problem <laughs> and the water thing. Like, wait a minute, like you have to take the three and you pour it in the five, and then yeah. everyone's dead. Everyone's dead. Um, yeah, it, the only thing I've read that's interesting, and I'm sure this is just like a rumor, is they've they've debated doing a a Jack Bauer, John McClane movie, which just feels too different in tone between each other. So I don't know. Wait, 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 wait. Yeah. Yeah. They're gonna cross those universes. <laughs> they would they were talking about crossing those universes. And those are two universes that probably don't make the most I would sense. rather see Die Hard get crossed up with Lethal Weapon. That'd be interesting. Yeah. Danny Glover truly too old for this shit at this point. <laughs> As he's in a walker. He yeah. still have braces. What's going on with him? <laughs> Freaking me out, Don. Uh, all right, I guess, Brian, that's that's over to you. Um, so I think, kind of looking at this now, I think I'm going to go with Aliens, the Alien franchise. Um, I nice. think... Be confident, Brian. I picked Toy Story. You can pick whatever you want at this point. <laughs> <laughs> Love Toy Story. Yeah. No, no, I think Alien, I mean, I think the first Alien, just like not, you know, in the 70s, you're not, graphics aren't great, so you're not seeing the Alien, and you know, um, that made it much more scary, like the whole the whole scene, I remember being a kid and freaked out, the whole scene of the little radar dot, like getting closer and closer. Um, oh, yeah. Scorny Weaver was just like a badass in that, so that was like almost like a horror film I liked, and then the second one, um, that aliens 
it came out like I think seven years later. James Cameron directed. So good. Um, yeah, yeah, and like I, I, uh, who was in that besides like Michael Beam? I think was in that, and then there yeah. was um, uh, I'm blanking. Who's the guy that's been like killed by an alien, a predator, and a Terminator? Who recently died. Oh, wait, well, not Bill. Uh, I'm yeah, Bill Paxton. Bill Paxton. Yeah, okay. yeah, Bill Paxton. Yeah, he's in that. He's in that movie. Paul, like, Paul Weiser's in there as the sleazy yeah, yeah. guy who you immediately know like. That guy's up to no good, and he's probably yeah, going to get killed. Yeah. So I thought the second one was great. The third one, nah. The fourth, the fourth one was a little bit better. You know, the fourth one wasn't that great. Prometheus, I thought, was a, a pretty decent reboot, even though it was like wait, you didn't really see the alien until the very end. And I thought Alien Covenant was pretty good too. So um, I did too. I thought Covenant kind of didn't get covered enough for being like a pretty good alien movie. Um, yeah. I don't know what else. If you didn't like that, I don't know what there is for you know you're just not gonna like that franchise i don't know yeah, i don't know what could have been done yeah that differently i think mean, alien 3 is is more known i think it's just david fincher's first movie and how it didn't work and that kind of sullied his relationship with fox or i guess i mean if i remember correctly uh he was basically given a blank check you know they they it's because of that they got to make fight club i don't i can't remember why oh. a caused b but that was more or less it. If, if because of the relationship, it's it soured a relationship with a studio, and so because of that, he went to a different one, and like they let him make Fight Club. So, but yeah, that's that's really all I can say about Alien Three. I don't even remember Resurrection really. It was like she's like part alien, and like yeah, she's like a super badass. It was I don't know, it was a little weird. Um, but I, yeah, one and two, just one and two alone, I think kind of carried the franchise. That's solid. Uh, I guess you're making the turn. So that was your four. So I guess you'll you'll start round five. Yeah, start round five. I don't know if it's on your list, but I'm thinking Alien. So I, I got to go with Predator, that franchise. <laughs> um, so um, the first Predator made in 87 with Schwarzenegger. It's like iconic, like, iconic movie. Um, the second one was pretty bad. But I thought Predators and then the Predator. So Predators was the one that was on uh, like a um, a different planet where they kind of dropped humans off the hunt. And then the Predator was, uh, I think that was only a few years ago, um, back here on Earth. I, I thought both of them were, they weren't great, but they were decent. I know the, 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 the latest one really paid homage to the first one. Um, but yeah. I Shane thought, Black wrote that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah, and like the music and everything, you really did a good job of paying homage to the first one. So, four yeah. movies, one was really good, two were decent. Um, yeah, I just I like that franchise. I totally forgot about Predators, the Adrian Brody one. I really liked that one because mm-hmm. I wasn't. I mean, I liked the first Predator. I don't even remember seeing Predator two. Um, Danny Glover. Okay. Yeah, in, right. L- okay. in LA, in LA. <laughs> it was it was different. He's too old for this shit. Yeah, uh, yeah, and the, yeah, like you said, like the Predator. Uh, that was the Olivia Munn one. Yeah, um, and the guy from uh, uh, blanking on his name, he was in Narcos in the, the first couple seasons. Um, yeah, this is a good franchise. I didn't have this on my list, but I respect it. Uh, all right. I am going to take um, between two. I'm going to take Jurassic Park. It's a good one. It's a great one. Here's another one where one 
hits it out of the park is speaking lightly. Uh, two, I think unnecessarily got a bad rap at the time, but feels like it's kind of aging better than than the reception when it first came out. You feel like that's fair? I feel like it's viewed as like a, a good movie now. With no one, no one confuses it as better than the original. But I don't feel like was that the Vince Vaughn one? Look at it as like that's the Vince Vaughn one. That's where the one where the, the T Rex ends up in San Francisco for like the last. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. 30 minutes but the stuff on the and like that one that that part's not that great but the stuff on the island is pretty solid yeah um yeah the scene where they're fixing up the baby t-rex and julian it's all right in the trailer and they're they're trying to the t-rex is trying to push it off the trailer it's some good set pieces in that three was very bad um and then i think that that they made the right decision to let it sit for a little while and then come back with jurassic world and i think the third one is the third one of the new trilogy is coming out very soon. So we'll see how everything wraps up. But I thought Jurassic World was was great. Yeah. yeah, just, you know, dinosaurs chasing people. It's hard to, to screw that up. And I we talked about it so many times before, but the effects in the first one just hold up really well because it was real effects um, and, and not CGI for the most part. So Yeah, just, just another iconic movie with the, the sound and the water. You know what I mean? Like, soundtrack even. Yeah. You know that score, yeah, yeah. I think it's funny. Like every, I, I, I liked almost all those movies, but literally they all have like the same theme of like, we figured out this time it's gonna work <laughs> out, and then dinosaurs, you know, it's like a rich people still love it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Someone's trying to steal a dinosaur tech. It's like, yeah, but it's still great for whatever reason. It's karaoke, yeah, yeah. Don't stop believing. Still a good song, whether or not sung by Journey <laughs> or sung by the the drunk guy at eleven thirty. It. The golden rail. So uh, also if you got kids, there's um camp creations on Netflix. Do you guys watch that? No, no. Oh, you know so it's um it's I think Spielberg might have like directed the first cartoon episode. It's a cartoon essentially, and it takes place like it's supposed to be kids when Jurassic World is happening. So like it's like a like like a lot of the scenes from Jurassic World, like they'll see the aftermath of it essentially. Like, oh, um, okay. And and they're like stuck, you know, it's a cartoon and they're they're kind of stuck on this island, but like it's the plot's not bad for watching a kid, you know, series and it's on Netflix. So, um yeah, highly recommend it Came, for your Came Creation, all right? Yeah, I think so. All right. I uh we did watch Ice Age and then that we went into the back catalog there and I just tripped over the whole well, where are the dinosaurs? What do you mean they're not here anymore? And uh, so that was a fun conversation. They're in heaven. What do you mean they're in heaven? Pop pops in heaven. That, well, they're they're not in the same part of heaven. You didn't go full blown creationism of like, well, the dinosaurs never really existed. No one yeah. proves how old those fossils were. Yeah, I think that's what they believe anyway. Yeah. Uh, on that note, I'm going to take us yep. into the, my last two picks. I'm really. My, my back is up against the wall. I mean, I have no quarterbacks. Uh, I have <laughs> I have a wide receiver with one hand. Um, Look who's talking is still sitting out there. I know it is. Solid trilogy. Yeah, I know it is. I see it. I see it there. You're a big um, Christy Alley guy. Everybody knows that. Yeah, I mean, my list already stinks, so I'm not really going to try to save it. I'm just going to go for what I find enjoyable. Um I'm going to put in the five slot, the Friday trilogy. 
trilogy. Yeah, uh, I think. Yeah, trilogy. Are there four? Um, There's three. Yeah. I Next think Friday they're Friday making Friday. a fourth. Uh, I just don't know what's going on with it. I know Ice Cube's in a little bit of trouble right now as it relates to getting vaccinated and being able to make movies. So, but if you look at Friday, next Friday, Friday after next, um, Friday, I think is, it is the movie uh, for me out of these three. The, all three of these are highly rewatchable. They're always on TV. Um, Chris Tucker to me is the star of this franchise. Mike Epps comes in the second one, but he as as Smokey, I can't get enough of it. Um, it's it's so good. This is what launched him into. I mean, this is why he got Rush Hour, another good franchise, or, or another franchise, yeah. uh, right? I mean, like, yeah, I think so. I think so. I mean, the premise is crazy. He wasn't a stand up, right? I guess he was a little bit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I feel like Friday and Rush Hour, he was like peak and like he just disappeared. Like, well, I can't think of much else he was ever in. He was in. I mean, he popped up in Silver Linings Playbook real briefly. He was but great. He was kind of, I feel like it wasn't like he made movies and missed. He was in like Fifth Element. Um, that was weird. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so weird. Yeah. Yeah. But he just that. stopped making movies. I think he just made so much off Rush Hour. It was just like, I'm all set. Yeah, he did, he did the one with uh, Charlie Sheen, uh, Money Talks, I think. Um, so he was in. Oh wait, am I looking at this upside down? He was in. He was uncredited in his first film, which was Meter Man. Then he was in House Party Three, Friday. Yeah. So Friday definitely is what launched him. He was nominated for three MTV Movie Awards for Friday. Um, then he was in Panther, Dead Presidents, Fifth Element, Money Talks, Jackie Brown. All kind of, I forgot about Jackie Brown, but like his roles in those movies are Small. all very nonchalant. Then yeah. he gets Rush Hour in '98, boom. So yeah. Friday definitely brings him to I think the forefront of like castability, but he does a lot of junk after it. Yeah, I think Rush Hours really took him off. But between Rush Hour three, which was in two thousand seven, and his eight to probably eight collective minutes in Silver Linings Playbook and 12. He didn't do anything. Yeah. And he hasn't done anything since. He's great. It's hard to imagine that's like a a, a blacklist scenario and more just actively choosing to not work. And then that. Yeah. Feeds on itself. You might not have to. Yeah. Yeah. That scene where they're driving away from the insane asylum and he's not really supposed to be coming with them. (laughs) so good yeah um all right so i i'm wrapping this up right yep okay i'm gonna do it and i'm gonna take uh you had it on here as i think you had it on here correctly um where did it go a western yes just jumped off my screen uh row 21 thank you the man with no name franchise Yep. Um, so this is Clint Eastwood's, you know, this is it. Uh, good, bad, and ugly. Um, man with no name. And then, or no, Fistful of Dollars. Uh, it's a few dollars more. 
right, right. a few dollars more those are the three kind of big movies that come out of it, it there's a lot more behind it um but this is it for clint eastwood i mean this is not it he goes on to become a major motion picture <laughs> film star uh yeah and director it, it's hard to tell and, what his peak was and everything was, else yeah. but this is he gets shot out of a cannon and doesn't stop for a long time and this is the cannon um and these films are highly rewatchable they hold up um i don't think you have to be a western fan to go enjoy the good bad and the ugly i mean it is it's not as iconic as the godfather it's not as iconic as some of these other movies that we've talked about but it is in the conversation of like it's in that tier of conversation yeah as far as iconic films go uh and for me you know I love a good black and white movie. Yeah. Is this, a, I don't want to step on, we're going to do a best Westerns at some point. Or is your favorite Eastwood Western in this trilogy or is it somewhere else? Oh, that's a good question. I don't know that I'm prepared to answer it. Tell you the truth. I think it could be. I mean, I think Good, Bad and the Ugly is, I don't know. I'm not answering that right now. I'm, I'm going to yeah. save that. I'm going to save that for the podcast that we do in eight months. There's some good stuff. I mean, the, you got Pale Rider, Unforgiven. Yeah. yeah. High Plains Drifter. There's a lot to choose from. But yeah, I, I agree. It's good to bad the ugly. I remember that being pretty long. Um, I, I want to say it was close to three hours, or maybe that's maybe I'm inflating that. Because um, the last standoff takes like 20 minutes alone. So. Yeah, but that's, that's kind of a, a hallmark of a good Western is like those long, drawn out, not a lot of yeah. talking. Um, even even recently in 310 to Yuma, right? The whole, that kind of yeah. final sequence of just running around town, uh, that's definitely a nod to to, to that, that style of making a Western. That's a good point. And even even the last, you know, from, from when, uh, I can't think of the character's name, when Crow gets on the train. Yeah. And... Bail gets it in the back. Right. Nothing's really said. And I think Ben Foster says one line, you know, for a, for a one-legged rancher, he sure was tough or something like that. And like, that's coronavirus is a word. Everything is, and is another via facial expressions and, and which feels very, yeah. And you get the same thing with ben, Yeah. Same thing with Ben Foster in Hell or High Water, right. When he is uh, holding out on top of the, the little mini mountain there. I mean, yeah. it is the, those long, high suspense shootouts are kind of you get drawn into it is long and, and you you can feel the length of it but i think it's purposeful i think you're supposed to feel the pressure of that situation which is not good for anybody yeah. that's involved in it yeah um, and i think it's part of the i think it's part of the process of putting out a good western i like it that's a yeah. real strong end to to your six-pack uh I got to make one more choice here and I'm, I'm really, I'm between Brian. I'm pretty sure you're not going to pick either one of these. I'm sorry if you are, but I'm in between lethal weapon and the Jack Ryan franchise. Can I have a vote? I'll push it. I've I'm going to go Jack Ryan franchise. That's where I was going to push it. Yeah. Lethal weapon three. And they just all kind of run together after a while and it's, they're fun, but it's just, I don't know. The Jack Ryan there's just such variation in there. I mean, I love Hunt for Red October. Um, I'm going to save that foreshadowing because I'm going to talk about it more very soon on this podcast. But 
I think the weakest, I mean, I guess I forgot about the, the shadow recruit movie, which is okay. That's the Chris Pine kind of reboot one. Um, uh, Patriot games in, in Humphrey Road October are so very good. And I don't really see them on, but you know, as I'm one of the probably the only households in the country that still has cable and I will flip through and just see like, Oh, what's on? Let's, you know, I'll go to the premium channels. What's on. They're I've never seen any one of those movies on or clear and present danger really, or some of all fears. And the some of all fears kind of got tepid reviews, I guess. And it didn't do great at the box office. And I, I don't know. I don't think that was a reflection on Ben Affleck. I just think it was kind of some heavy material. I mean, it, it does deal with a bomb going off on us soil. Um, during the Super Bowl, was, you know, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's one I, I have read machine. a lot of the Clancy books. <laughs> um, and it's, yeah, but I don't know. But as far as, you know, if you like good legal thrillers, you know you're going to like John Grisham books. If you know you like military thrillers, you're going to like Tom Clancy. And they they do a very good job with the movies of, of not straying too far from that. Um, having said that, I have not watched the show. But I've heard it's good, and I have no problem with Krasinski. So it is um, good. It is good. It's worth a watch, and you get Wendell Pierce. That's true. Yeah, that's good. I, I, you know, that that was going to be kind of my my uh, honorable mention. I think on the list was that franchise. I really like all of them. I don't enjoy Shadow Recruit. It's kind of, but. Uh, and I was disappointed about that because I really like Costner and I like Chris Pine. It just, I don't know, it just didn't click. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, Good it's kind of unique. I was thinking that franchise kind of unique is that like every movie has like a, a different main, like kind of well-known main actor. I guess Harrison Ford was in two of them, right? He was right. In, Clear and present. Yes. Yeah, yeah. But then you would like Alec Baldwin and um John Connery in Red October, right? Right. They they wanted and, Costner for Red October, and he did Dances with Wolves instead. You know what? They went with. I'm totally okay with that. Yeah, yeah, I am too. I think Baldwin works better in that yeah. movie. Um, and Connery's it, it's really a it's a Sean Connery movie, and they they framed it <laughs> yeah. that way, and they they should yeah. have. And it's James Earl Jones is in there, and yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. He's in a, he's in all three of those first ones, right? Yes, as Greer. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'll tell you what. I mean, I, these movies made me read. Yeah, which is not easy <laughs> to do. I'm a terrible. I can read. I am literate. <laughs> I'm a terrible reader. Um, and these movies made me pick up. I think you know, in late grade school, early high school, Tom Clancy novels, and they were thick. They were yeah. heavy. You're, you, you're lugging that around in your backpack. Oh, like that's, man. Yeah. You're dedicated, you know? Yeah. Don't turn around too fast. You're going to knock the kid out behind you. Yeah. <laughs> Good pick. Yeah. I'm happy it's there. All right. It's Brian. At least um, you. So my last one, I think I'm, I'm not going to... It's not on your list, but it's a, it's a non-superhero franchise. Um, it's kind of... I guess because I have four girls, I, I I like it probably more than the average person. But I, I really like this the Despicable Me franchise. Oh. Um, I like I like Steve Carell. Um, I thought each movie is a little. I mean, it, it's a lot of the same stuff, but each movie is a, a little bit different. Um, 
like I think Despicable Me three got probably the worst reviews. I think it's like at sixty percent or something. But they had Trey Parker in that as that eighties character who was like washed up, and I, I just think he's hilarious. I don't know why. Like every scene he is, yeah. But he just is the voice. I think of South Park. It just like kind of cracks me up. So, um, <laughs> you know, and then the Minions like spinoff movie, which was all you know, not great, but it was all right. But um, they're entertaining though. Like as kid movies go, like yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I don't mind watching any of those movies with the kid. There's a, a, a recent one too with like Young Gru. Um, that one's actually not that bad either. So all watchable. I think they're funny, a uh, little, little different. So that's, yeah. that's my last pick. Something for the kids there at the end. Yeah. Yeah. I'm looking. Uh, it's those are good, good six packs. Uh, I'll read the, the the summaries here at the end, but um, and I'll just name a couple that I saw that stood out that that we didn't hit that people maybe. People meaning that both listeners are screaming at their phones about uh, the John Wick trilogy. I know Matt Matt's probably screaming. have something to say about that. Um, Planet of the Apes has been like a pretty durable franchise, surprisingly, for a premise that's like kind of as dumb as it is. And I, I <laughs> went into the most recent trilogy, not a fan of that franchise, thinking it was campy. Why are they rebooting this? And they yeah. were three really well done movies, um, which kind of has me. It's the only reason that, not the only reason, it's why I'm hopeful about the new Batman that's coming out is because Matt Reeves, if he can do that with that kind of IP, then I'm interested to see what he does with with the new Batman. Um, Ghostbusters, one we didn't talk about. Cautiously optimistic. Cautiously <laughs> optimistic. Yeah. Anything else in here? You got uh, Brian? Anything on there that that? Um, I think, Jeff, I don't know if you mentioned it during this or before this podcast we started, but Ice Age, I thought that was, I don't know if it's on your list, but I thought all those movies are a little different and good kid movies. <clears throat> I guess my with all these kids, my head's in kind of kid movie. <laughs> and then yeah, I'm another right, one. Yeah, I'm right there with the, it. Yeah, Jaws 2. Uh, Jaws 1 oh. and 2 were good. Three and four were so terrible that I was like, it's not even worth, you know, they literally <laughs> bring the franchise down. I think Jaws 4 has 0%. On Rotten Tomatoes. I remember I checked that. Is that the one where they're in, is that the one where they're in space? But, no. Shark, that's <laughs> Sharknado. <laughs> I think Jaws Force is the Bahamas one. On. Yeah, the, the Bahamas one where it's like the sharks following her from north the northeast. Um, yeah, yeah. That's pretty. I'm much waiting on the the, sh- the Jaws Free Willy reboot <laughs> mashup. <laughs> Willie's back. He's pissed. <laughs> he's, and he brought company. He's pissed. He's yeah. invading SeaWorld. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jeff, anything else that, on here that you were uh, bad boys? Uh, That's Rob. Rob is <clears throat> bad boys. Yeah. No, I love bad boys. All right. I do. I love bad boys, men in black. Um, men in black's got four, right? Uh, they did that yeah. international one with, yeah. We talked about Rush Hour um, and then the whole Lord of the Rings Tolkien thing. I mean, there's just endless hours of content of, to me, I actually, when it came out, I loved it when it came out. Um, I liked the first three and I was, A, never reading those books. Um, So this was going to be the only way I was going to hear about the story outside of spoilers so i i do remember like being anxious and waiting to find out okay well what's the next three hours of this thing going to be like in hindsight nine nine hours of of one story is a lot 
Um, I haven't really seen any of the other movies. Like I have not sought out to go see the Hobbit or, or anything else they've made in that kind of middle earth franchise. I think it turns into a lot of the same shit. Just kind of more recycled. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, I mean, that's kind of it. I mean, what's interesting is nowadays it seems like, and, and we covered a lot of the ones from, from before, whether it be the Godfather or, uh mission impossible or born or bond or whatever star wars nowadays these franchises are all built around superheroes to me i mean it is pretty much the easiest way to keep regurgitating and printing money with varying storylines um yeah they have the benefit of endless comics out there where they can just go and pick one off a shelf and say okay here's a new plot right um yeah, even but, like a Transformers is something, it's not technically a comic book, but it's just very, you know what you're getting. And right. It's it's easy. And, and and even like, I mean, none of, no horror franchises. I guess Predator maybe could be dabbling in horror. Not really. It's, I, I view that as, I guess, thriller. And nah, not thriller. I don't know. I don't view that as like Halloween or The Purge or Sinister. Yeah. Saw. Um, Saw. Like, I mean, it, those things like, you know. The Hannibal. The Hannibal. Silence of the Lambs, that whole franchise. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's pretty good. Yeah. Occasionally, though, they will run into, we didn't mention Harry Potter either, which is like, Matt's probably, that's another one that he's probably yelling about. Um, they will stumble into some, like, you know, I, I don't know when they were doing Ocean's Eleven, if they were like, oh, this is going to be, you know, a trilogy or this is going to be a, a multi-film thing. But yeah, to your to your point, it's pretty much superhero now, which is why I didn't want Marvel or, or even yeah. DC in the conversation. So. These are good lists. So just to, to quickly recap, so Brian's list, Bond, Rocky, Godfather, Alien, Predator, Despicable Me, uh, my list, Star Wars, Fast and the Furious, Born, Die Hard, Jurassic Park, Jack Ryan, Jeff, Toy Story. Don't worry about it. You Home don't have alone. to read it. No, it's okay. <laughs> Indiana Jones, Mission Impossible, Friday, Man with No Name. You're always hardest on yourself. Uh, this is fun, guys. We'll be back... Uh, pretty soon doing the we're almost done with rotten tomatoes and then uh some pretty fun topics coming up after that so before we sign off quick question yeah uh, talking about terrible franchises that maybe you guys know more <laughs> about I, i'm always shocked that the, the resident evil franchise like spit out seven movies i watched a few of them and they were god awful yet it's like a billion dollar franchise i i, I think um, I think Ryan, that, I know. Did, did we talk about this? I feel like I've talked about this with somebody and how it's those movies and there's another franchise too where like maybe the Underworld ones they make the same amount of money um, oh no it was it was those and like and typically like Jennifer Aniston comedies make like a scary similar amount of box office it's just it's almost like they can pencil in like well I know what this is going to make yeah. Um, yeah but yeah the Resident Evil piece because it's I mean it's all video game based, right? I mean, that video game was original IP. I played and that it, video game. And I like that. I, I just the movies are terrible. Like I just they're don't, terrible, and they, they, don't, they don't don't even resemble the yeah. video game either. Yeah, yeah. So that's a good point. Yeah, it's yeah. We should have done an alternate of uh, <laughs> assigning each other terrible franchises. <laughs> maybe next time, but maybe, maybe time this will do. So. All right, guys. Thanks a lot. Cool. Thanks for having me.